Hello and welcome to another episode of Extraordinary Interviews with Ordinary People. I'm your host, Nathan Andrews. On today's episode, I interview my grandmother. This is one of my earliest interviews. I breathe too loudly, I yawn a lot, and at times you are going to wish the recording device was closer to my grandmother. And for that, my sincerest apologies. Today's episode will begin right after a message from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Fat Bottomed Women. They make the rock and roll world go around. Today's episode also brought to you by Delicious Sneezeberries. Don't worry folks, it's just the owner's last name. No one is actually sneezing on the fruit. So what was your date of birth? January 2nd. 1930. So 30. Which to people like me seems very, very long ago. It is. You too, I guess. Long ago. It's nine, almost 100 <laughs> years. Come on. That's right. Yeah. Almost 100 years ago. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy. Nine more years, I'll be 100 by then. <laughs> and where were you born? Up in. I was born in Herkimer, New York. Herkimer, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, which book. is the county seat of Herkimer County in a hospital. And uh, how many kids in your family? Is it just my sister? Just you and your sister? See, that's crazy too, because I always used to assume you've got eight kids. Your parents probably had a lot of kids. No. Jim's parents had seven. Because that was the norm back then, right? Most people it had was, five. It wasn't. Ish. You know, I I was best friends with a child that was the only child. So, what was your childhood like? I mean, growing up. I mean, I know you wrote the book and the actual stories, but what was like? Um, the feel of everything. You had a happy childhood, or was it kind of dark? I would say it was a good childhood. Yeah. Um, I lived on a farm. Right. As I grew older, I didn't like the farm. Right. And it was too confining. Uh-huh. And I liked to go. I liked to get out away. So you've always been a kind of travel person. I've always had that desire to, to do something else. Hmm. You know, go somewhere else. Um, but growing up as a child, uh, it was fun and stuff. As we got older, my sister got, she didn't want to go anywhere. And my dad worked really, really hard to, uh, he had bought a uh, combine, which does oats. Uh, it used to be a thrashing machine, and uh-huh. a big machine would move into your farm. And all the farmers would come, and they would thrash the oats, and it would take all day. Yeah, And then... They went to a combine where the one man could drive it and it combined the oats together, you know. <laughs> Back when everything took all day. That's when, <laughs> and it took all day, of yeah. course, but it was only one man. You didn't have to have all the farmers there. Right. So he bought a combine and he went out to combine other people's oats oh. and his own, of course, too. Uh, but he, other people's, um, what was that? That's oh, where your dad and did. he did one field so that he could buy us each a brand new bicycle. Oh, that's nice. And so he did, and it was a green one, and it was a Schwinn, and it was <laughs> wow. a nice, a really nice yeah, bike. Yeah, that was the Royal Choice really nice bike back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, still. And so we each had a bike, but she never wanted to go anywhere. So how how close were you to your sister? Were you guys like best a year pals? A year and a half. No, I mean like. Oh, we were good. We were good friends. You were like growing inseparable up, or growing up. We yeah. we kind of got separated when we got married because she had oh, right. lots of kids. She had a lot of. Oh, she right. had ten. More than you. 
She had 10. <laughs> was she trying to beat you? <laughs> every, every two, no, she had a child every two years. And I wow. didn't. Mine, mine are spaced out. Yeah. Hers were every two years. Wow. So, Look at her. Um, Showing off. You know, so when we moved out here, and I had six when we moved out here. Yeah. And she probably had eight by that time, you know. And anyway, um, but we were close. We were close uh, until we got the bicycles, and I liked to go, and she didn't like to go. Yeah. I would, That's when you kind of made your separate ways. weekends with family, other families. Mm. I'd be, you know. Sleepovers With friends, yeah, yeah. I have sleepovers, yeah. yeah. And then uh, what were your parents like? What was, was dad a hard ass or sweet guy? Well, no, or? my dad was, um, my dad was kind of, I I think he was a sweet guy. Sweet guy. I think he, my mother made the rules. Yeah. I think. Okay. Because she did. Because <laughs> she probably did, yeah. I mean, because I remember um, we had, in fifth grade, I remember, it was fifth grade, uh -huh. and I can tell you the name of my teacher, too, but um, she would give us division problems, and she'd give us 50 to take home and mm. work that mm. night. I was not good in math. Okay. And it was very, it was difficult for me. And... Today, I think they work more with the kids and make it fun, mm -hmm. funner, mm -hmm. uh, but they didn't then. I mean, a sheet of problems, it. get it done. And I just had a lot of problems with it. And you 50 probably had of some them, anxiety of and it. 50 of them at a night. That's a you lot. Know, you had to get them done for the next day. Um, and one night I was sitting there and my mother said, Charles, she's not doing her homework. Well, I was doing my, doing the best I You're could at the time, good at it. you know. Yeah. But so he had to spank me. So mm -hmm. that made me love arithmetic, you know, <laughs> more, more. Well, so I think she kind of made the rules. Okay, so maybe she was more of the authority, and Dad was kind yeah. of helping you out a little more. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. You were close to your mom at all, or not really? No. Because when I was born, and I think this is in the book because I didn't know it at the time. I went on a retreat one time in Bishop with Lisa, and uh, there was some girls there that were um, would listen to your stories, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I discovered that what I, because I always wondered why my sister was the cute blonde-eyed, blonde-blue-eyed, curly-haired. Yeah, you know, real cute. So she was the more doted on, maybe. Yeah, she she could More favored. She could. She was favored. Yeah, she was favored. She could do no her. wrong, really. She could do no right. wrong. Which, which I'm sure, if we interviewed her today, she wouldn't say was the case. No, she wouldn't. She would say. <laughs> so, so in your young eyes, you saw because she was older. No, she was younger. Oh, she was young. Oh, so yeah, that's even she more. She was annoying. younger. She's the baby. Fact, she thinks I was the favorite because mother chose to come to live with me. Oh, so when okay. my dad died. Okay, but. The only reason she chose to live with me was because I lived in the city and yeah. on a farm. Which yeah. My sister lived on a farm. Right. My sister had a big dog, and she didn't like the dog, <laughs> and she didn't like her husband. Your sister has since passed, or is yeah. your sister still alive? Yeah, she passed. When did she pass? In two thousand. Oh, well, I don't know. Um, but, um, and she couldn't stand her husband. Really. And he couldn't stand her. <laughs> it was horrible. Great marriage. It was very horrible. But that was the only reason she chose to live with me. But we didn't have a, that bonding that you see in in a parent and a child. You know, we just, it just wasn't there. Which happens. And I didn't Nobody's know fault. why for years. But uh -huh. then I discovered 
that when my sister was born, my mother developed an infection in, inside her. Well, uh-huh. in those years, it was that was right. pretty rare. Yeah. Hard to deal with. And she was in the hospital for several months mm-hmm. with it. And my sister went with my grandmother so that when mother came home to recuperate, she went to my grandmother's, of course, so she and Sally were together. I was farmed out with people I didn't know. Right. You know. Yeah. And I was there sense. for probably six months. So I kind of assumed maybe that had something to do with it, you know, that she mm-hmm. had a bonding time with mm-hmm. Sally, but she which she didn't sense. With me, which yeah. was fine. And again, it's nothing on her, like she wasn't mean about it, you guys just didn't connect. Just that feeling that I never quite lived up to what she expected. Yeah, that's crazy. And then so you, let's fast forward a little bit, so you went to uh, like high school in the city or? Went to high school in a small, it's a small town. 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 We, our farm was three miles out of, out of town. Oh, so you still lived on a farm when you went to high school? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I lived on a farm till I married. Really? Oh, so oh, you yeah. were in New York. So, yeah, I don't know the timeline, but so you were in New York on a farm until Jim took years. you away, basically? <laughs> For 17, 18 years. Which yeah. was so right after high school, you... So is that, it? Is that how, pretty normal back then? Like high school, married, move off, and away? Yeah. Because you were pregnant. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. What was high school like? Uh, just like a brief, like, was you a good student? I was a fair student. I passed. Yeah, <laughs> you got through it. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't. So I liked the social Better than me. I you were social. The social yeah. you, what, were, you, were you very popular? Or I would have told you no. Back then, I would have told you no. Well, can, like, but now, though, can you but put yourself now, in a, not, not just popular, like, I'm sure you had friends, but, yeah. like, would you put yourself in a clique? Like, do you know what a clique is? Like, the cool kids, the kind of the cheerleaders, the nerds, yeah, the I like, was what? a cheerleader. I you did, were a cheerleader. That's cool. Became oh, yeah. a cheerleader in high school. Oh, there you go. Uh, I was on junior varsity for a year, and then I was on varsity for probably two. So, yeah, years, you were probably years. one of the cool kids on varsity cheerleader. Yeah, that's yeah. a big deal. And it was a deal. It yeah, was a big deal. That's cool. And I had a, a good amount of good friends. Did you guys do crazy stuff friends. back then? You want to throw you up in the air and stuff? Or cheerleading was different back then, right? It well, no, as, it was. It wasn't as like it wasn't crazy. throwing up in the air, but it right. was doing cartwheels and stuff like that. But you do ever do like a pyramid or something cool like that? Uh, what would be the coolest thing you would they say? They did, did a as pyramid, a but the other girl that was my size, because we were both short, very short. Too short. And <laughs> some of the other girls were tall. Yeah. Uh, Joni Otten was tall, and several of uh, whoever was there. But so Mary Jane and I were always on the end mm-hmm. because we were the short ones, mm-hmm. and we would. And like this, so, you, know, <laughs> you were kind of the the flare on the pyramid. Right, right, right. Okay, that's right. cool. But we jumped in the air and all that kind of stuff. So like, uh, could you do like a? I couldn't do a cartwheel. <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask something even more intense, oh. like a standing like flip or something. You know, yeah, nothing like that. No, because cheerleaders nowadays they do crazy do stuff. And we didn't do those. Right. None of the girls did that. Right. And then when did you meet Jim, Grandpa? Well, I was Jim. I didn't know him per se because when? he was six years ahead of me in school. Oh, okay. So you guys didn't but go to I high school together or anything like that? Of him, we went to the same school. Like when I was in in uh, eighth grade, he was in high school. You know. Okay, because so because I mean back then everybody had a little bit more of like a pedigree, right? Like you kind of all knew who was the big honcho and 
Well, or, yeah, there wasn't really big honchos. In maybe our, that doesn't really make sense. But like, in my day, um, but I mean, how do, what do you what do you mean when you say you knew of Jim? Like, what does that mean? Was he like a? I knew who he was. So through other people. Um, no, seeing him in the hallway. Oh, okay. Or something he claims that I sat on his lap. Well, cause like uh, Jim, cause you, the way you make it sound is like you knew of him because he was this figure or something like something. He was famous, for, not famous, but he was known for something like, oh, I knew Jim because he was the captain of the football well, Jim, team. Well, Jim, you know how he was. He was a social yeah. person. So and he was he popular was a, too. Just very popular then. Um, what was he looking like back then? Big head of hair? No, he didn't have a lot of hair, but he had pretty. He had good looking hair. He had a wig yeah. in it, you know, kind of thing. And Do you remember um, the first time seeing him? Because obviously you knew of him. You knew him. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you describe like the first time you saw him in a different light, like in a oh I like this guy kind of light, like oh he's handsome or? Well, when he came home from the war. So you guys weren't together before he went no. off to war. No, no. What what age did he go off to war? Do you know? He was in a senior in high school. So right at eighteen, probably. So he was probably, probably maybe seventeen and a half. Um, he um, was drafted in the middle of the last year of and his senior year. Pardon my ignorance on American history, but what war is that? Is that World, World, World War II? Two? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, but I didn't yeah. want to say it wrong. Right. I always get Vietnam thrown in there, and I'm like, wait, which war was he in again? Um, so he, he went off to war at 18, and were you guys... Was, he was going to graduate uh-huh. that year uh-huh. in 41, I think it was. No, it was 42, because um, Hawaii, they bombed Hawaii in okay. 41, right. December 7th, 41. And so, 42, he was graduated. And he got drafted in the middle of that senior year. All the boys did in that group. Oh, yeah. And, that uh, was a big deal. But our one. principal was the draft was on the board of the draft. Oh, really? And he said, you're not going to war. He said, I will get you a deferment, and you will graduate. Then you can go. Oh, okay. So, he made them finish high school. Which, which was, was like what six months wise. or something. Which I mean, very wise. good on him, but not much of a delay. So it, it makes well, sense, it was, anyways. Well, they sure. bombed him in December, well, yeah, and so January comes to bombing. It's was a big when delay. They would have gotten their draft January. Or so February. that's crazy to think that maybe if Grandpa was what two years younger, he might have not gone to war. Probably not. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So mm-hmm. he's like right on the cusp. That sucks. Yeah, but he. Eighteen, driving oh, off the no, war. Oh no, they all wanted to go. Yeah. This, the, that era was very patriotic. Right. We were all for America. They were fighting because our nation needed them. Right. And that's all it took. Right. See, you have, and I don't mean you, you, you. I right. mean your generation. generation has such a different philosophy of what that was about. Mm-hmm. Because that it was devastating. Mm-hmm. We had to protect ourselves. And our boys were ready. Okay, so before he gets carted off to war, did you have any sort of relationship? No. We talked, no? Okay, so you didn't know. You never sat down for a coffee, nothing? Okay, so um, what about before him? you have any boyfriends or... Yeah, I had one that... First loves? I got married at 14. You got married at 14? I would have. I would have married. I was like, wait, I didn't know that part. Yeah. So at four, what? So would that say that's 14 was maybe your first... Your first brush with love. No, it was him. Yeah. It was him. Definitely him. Wait, Jim or the first guy? No. No. His name was Norman. Norman. Norman Frank. That's a terrible name. Norman. Norman. 
Norman. Norman Frank. So what was what was he like? Was he super handsome? Dashing. I thought he was. Yeah, no, just I what you thought. I mean, yeah. I thought he was, and he was very good to me. Very good to me. He's like a tall, buff, skinny, short guy. What was dance he like? That the ninth grade had. Mm-hmm. He was in first year high. I was in ninth grade, mm-hmm. and I danced with him in a square dance. Oh, okay. Very and romantic. And then on, we became a, a couple. And so, where did that go, and how did that end? He met a girl that. Her father owned a bar room, and he could have all the beer he wanted. <laughs> okay. And her. So he moved on to and bigger and better things, I suppose. Yeah. He was a senior in high school. I he married after this after he graduated. Well, why I didn't he get carted off to war? Wouldn't he have gotten carted off to war just the same? No, he didn't. He was a farmer. Uh, so there were exceptions. They didn't just round up every kid. Oh, there was exceptions, yeah. I, I know nothing about the draft. Exceptions. It's something I should study because I really know nothing about the draft. They make it sound like Taylor every Monroe. man got dragged Clinton off. Moved to, Clinton moved to uh, Canada. <laughs> yeah, he said, no thanks. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe I would have done the same. I, I don't want to be involved in no, some no, no, no. international it's conflict. It's well, but it's, I mean, if a war came up today and it's not for lack of my patriotism, I love my country, but... I don't want to get involved in their big things. Like, it's not... It doesn't feel like me. Like, like why am I going to fight for other nations? Like, let them fight on their own. Because a lot of the times when America gets into war, it is to defend other, like, oh, allies. Yeah. Which, okay, I get it. But at the same time, I, I, I really want to just focus on my family and my community. And I don't want to be carted off to another country to fight some international big... You know, I don't know. That's just not for me, I guess. But I'm sure there were people like that back then, too. Of course there were. <laughs> right? Nathan, There's a whole uh, Vietnam people, War. People you... have always been people. Well, because I've always heard about it from the Vietnam War. You hear a lot about protests and stuff. Okay, but you don't, you, don't hear, you don't hear a lot about that about the World War II, though. No, you don't. Because it was oh, less then, right? There was less. There was at least less people that, I don't want to do that war thing. Like, most people there were, were I want to go fight. many of the younger Right, so it was lesser. We were taught patriots. It's kind of weird how it's gotten worse every yeah. over we the years. It's, it's slowly Stop got less patriotic. So been. you lose this guy. Uh, were you down at all? Were you like, oh, I lost this guy. I could have married or real, real hard part of it, your life. Yeah. That's crazy. And was it the whole? Did you have the thoughts of like, oh, he left for somebody better than me? Like if only I had the cute blonde hair. Not so much that. No. Not so much that. Uh, just that he left me. That sucks. I had a broken heart. so young, too. I did. Broken heart at 14. That's right. That's cool. That's yeah. crazy. Crazy. So then, fast forward, what, he comes back from the war, what, a mm-hmm. couple of years later? What do they do back then? Two years? Four it years? Three to four, I think. Three or four-ish? Like yeah. I think yeah, that's about what they do like usually. I'd have to look it up on his Ah, that's not important. So yeah. then he comes home three or four years later, mm-hmm. and what's and the first... He's in uniform, and he's been all over the world, and he could drink... He could go into my room or something. He could do this sort so of thing. So he's kind of mythical almost, this big war hero. Probably almost at that age, yeah. 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 Well, they probably thought, thought of themselves too. Well, oh gosh, they deserve to. They were big war heroes. I mean, even if he didn't he save was, a whole infantry or something, any guy that went over there, in my eyes, is a big was, war hero. He was one of those guys. At that, that age? Fuck, that's crazy. That fight for whoever was being put down. Yeah. I think people really don't grasp how young they were 
that 18 year olds seems just like god they were so young like the world was so young the country was so young it's just like those poor guys that's crazy so he comes back um normal though right he didn't come back with like immediate ptsd like he was oh yeah right off oh yeah oh was it right away yeah oh i didn't know if it was something developed because in construction you work with the big noises and stuff so when did you guys get together so to speak or start dating or what was that like in my senior year okay i was you guys go to the sock hop or something? What what yeah. what 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 year is this to, by now? So you were you're almost I graduated in forty seven. So forty seven. So. So. We're almost into the fifties. Forty seven. So I would have gone to with him in forty six. So we're so we're getting into the fifties, which is a little more away from the farm and closer to the city. Well, I moved, the way the country was going. I mean, well, yeah, and of, and of course too. I uh, when you I moved. married Jim, we moved to this town of Middleville. So where you moved, lived. where did you move from New York with Jim? Not okay. to here, right? No, where? It wasn't from to this city. From New York city. to here? From New York to here. Right after graduation, you just came to California? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, when no, did you we go? We didn't move here until 62. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So you guys get together and get married in what year? September 47. 47. 17 years old marriage. 17 years old. Oh, sorry, Grandma. I'm almost I mean, 18. Oh, so an adult. Come on, give me a break. So, um, <clears throat> did you, you always wanted to be married, housewife? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have children. That's I good. 12. You wanted 12. Okay. Yes. That's cool. I wanted 12. So, I grew up with a family of 16, and she was wonderful. So, you guys are together. He's back from the war. What makes you move to California? Why not just set up in New York? His drinking, for one thing. All right. Uh, and the other thing was the winters. So you needed kind of like a change of scenery and just get away from and the cold? there was this guy that he owned a uh, furniture store, sheets, pillowcases, and that sort of uh-huh. furnishings. And he, uh, you could buy, uh, like I could buy a set of sheets from him, a dollar down and a dollar a week. <laughs> oh, okay. Back Lay then. away. Back then. Yeah. We didn't have credit cards and stuff. Right. And, um. And he went around on Wednesdays and collected his dollars or whatever, you know. You yeah, pay. whatever you pay. And he always chose my house at lunchtime because then he could smoke a cigar because I smoked. And most of his clients, some of his clients didn't smoke, so he okay. couldn't smoke a cigar with them. And so he would come to my house once a week and collect his money. Uh-huh. And he had been to California. And of course, my mother had moved here. Uh, Your mother moved here before you did? My mother moved here. My father was killed in 53. No, he was 53. He was killed in 57. Killed? Killed. He was killed by a drunk driver. Oh, really? Wow. Your dad died of a drunk driver? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's got to be kind of interesting to get a little ahead of ourselves. Like, your father was killed by a drunk and then you married a drunk. (laughs) Like, that kind of sucks. Well, I already married a drunk. Right, yeah, okay, Ten but, years. well, I'm just saying, like, Kitspa, like, oh my gosh, like, this lady that her father was taken by alcohol and now also has to struggle with this man whose right. life is being taken by alcohol. Right. Right. <laughs> you... I think Jim had gone to AA by that time, and he right. had gotten sober for a little while. He was sober at one point. Well, God, oh, that had to be a wake-up so call, right? His wife's father yeah. dying from a drunk driver had to be like, hey, stupid, by. stop drinking. So I wonder if maybe that was sort of like a wake-up call to Jim. In the front seat, 
<clears throat> and he and a friend. Uh, when my dad bought a new car, uh, he always went to this friend's house in a city called Little Falls. And he and his mother, he's, he and my mother, um, would take the car down, and he and Al would take the car out, and, you know, uh -huh. whatever. And he and Al had gone to visit a farm that had just had put in bulk tanks for milking. Uh -huh. And my dad was thinking about doing that. And so he went to check it out. And it was on a country road. And the country, the state road was here, and the country road came down to here. Oh, okay. And he had to make a left. Okay. So when he left there, it was dark, naturally. And he made the, his left-hand turn. And as he did, there was nothing coming. And as he did, this car came out of nowhere. And it struck him in the rear end of the passenger side and knocked him into a field across the road. Wow. And it extricated, is that the yeah. word? Him from the front seat. He went through the back window. Wow. Out of the car. Is this before Seba? Or before, before seatbelts were regular? Before. Before seatbelts were regular. Way before. We came, when we came to California in 62, we didn't have seatbelts. Oh, wow. So maybe a seatbelt might have saved his life? I doubt it because the the pressure was, was such a crazy so crash. hard, it would have probably that guy must have been flying. That guy must have been flying. Oh, he was flying. He was doing over 100. Oh, wow. He passed a, a, a milk truck of some sort, or a truck, an 18 wheeler. He passed a truck, and he said he was at least doing 100. Oh, the truck. Hour. Yeah, the truck saw No, not the truck. No, I'm saying there was like a witness. The man. Yeah, yeah, a witness. That's crazy. And all they did was... What happened to the man? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I went to school with him. The guy that did it? Yeah, they did. <laughs> what? That's crazy. So how old were you when your dad passed? Were you 18, 19, 20? When my dad passed, I was or 27. He was... Killed in fifty seven. That's still pretty young yeah. to have your dad taken away at twenty seven. It's one of my big fears of raising children is like mortality is really scary to me. Cause like when you first bring your baby home, they have the whole SIDS thing. The first year is the most dangerous for it's called SIDS, sudden infant death oh, syndrome. Right, it's stuff they're, they're no, it's stuff they still don't know about. They still can't explain it. They, they can't explain. Kids it. are just dead in the crib sometimes right, in the first year, and they know it's most dangerous in the first year. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So the first year I have the baby, I'm like, that's the most nervous, supposedly, because you're just checking on them. Are they breathing? Are they breathing? Are they breathing? And and you get past that year, and you and then you hear a story of a, a two year old who got hit by a car and died. Mm -hmm. like, okay, crap, he's still not aware of his surroundings so I gotta be careful with him in the parking lots and stuff and okay then he turns five and you hear the story about the eight year old that killed himself on something horrible and it's just like it's it's never goes away I'm never gonna be able to get away from something bad happening to my children and that's a crazy revelation as a parent and it's really scary like I just don't want them to die and I guess it's the same thing for parents you know until you get to a certain age like that must have just been really hard for you about me using the young yeah, that's crazy. Buried, not supposed to bury your children, right? Well, that's what they say. Now, see, I didn't even think about it that way because they were, you know, older, but um, but they were still pretty young, right? What What was your youngest that you lost? Chuck was almost thirty-five. Oh God, that's super young. That's mm -hmm. crazy. That's my age. That's mm -hmm. scary. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. My, you know, God forbid, knock on wood or whatever, my mom could lose me tomorrow, and mm -hmm. <laughs> she spent the whole 
time thinking about, oh, it'd be so tragic if you lose him, and then it does happen. Like, that's crazy. It never goes it's away. It's life. It's life. Right. It's just it's just part of life. It's just crazy how death can be anywhere, any age. Any age. And that's really why you got to treasure every moment, right? That's where that whole thing comes from, though, you know? Treasure every day you're given, because it just goes right. in a blink. It's crazy. So was it, like, real tragic, though? Like, did you, you know... My dad? Yeah, when he passed, did you have yeah. just a year of crying, or, like, did you stop going to school or anything like that? Like, was it no, real, I like... I wasn't in school. I was married. Oh, that's right. This is afterwards. I, <laughs> I keep thinking you're younger when I have... How did yeah, you get I had through it? To live. I mean, I had kids. Right. Um, but you got, I mean, I guess it's kind of I morbid to ask, had, but. I think I had up to Bill. I think Bill was still. And I had to go up and stay with my mother because it was a farm. She was pretty so devastated about it. She was devastated. And Oof, I had rough. to go up and stay with. So we moved up there to the farm, uh-huh. moved our house, and um, took the kids and went up there. Uh, I had to be there for the uh, for the funeral, and of course we had an in-home funeral. Oh, that's right. They used to do yeah. the funerals in the house. You have open casket? Catholic, you set up all night with them. Was it open casket? Or was he... Yeah. No, it was open. Was he, was was he damaged? It, there was nothing damaged okay. that you could see. Um, that's it wild. It was just that his uh, brain died before his heart died, before right. his heart stopped. Because right. he lived four hours. His heart beat so let me ask you a question that kind of ties back to what we were talking about lunch, and I just want to touch on this only briefly, because I don't want to get into the weeds too much about kind of inappropriate questions, but, and uh, if you don't want to answer it, that's fine, or anything, but like, so you don't think your dad went to heaven, right? Because he never accepted Christ? Right. So like, when you die but, and go to heaven, he's not going to be there? But, maybe, <clears throat> or, but here again, now wait a minute, as I know it, right. Know, but God knows the heart. Right. God knows exactly. He was a good man. Mm-hmm. I, I, not that goodness gets you into heaven. Right. Because again, we could boast about how good we right, are. Right, right, right. But God knows the heart. Mm-hmm. And maybe at one point in his life, he did accept Jesus. I don't mm-hmm. know that. That's true. We did not talk about that. That's true. He could have when done this, that, probably not. When the guy I told you about that I was greatly in love with... Mm-hmm. Three times, different people told me he was dying. Mm -hmm. And the third time, I thought, maybe I should write him a letter. Because why would three people tell me? They didn't even know I went with him in high school. I mean, he's a high school sweetheart. Right, a little fling. Uh, And to me, it wasn't a fling, but it was a fling. Right, from outside observers. No, I'm not saying that about what you just said, Mm -hmm. but it reminded me. Today, it was a fling. right. It was something that girls do and boys do, and they fall in and they fall out because it didn't materialize. Right. So, anyway, I decided I was going to write him a letter, and uh-huh. I told Jim I was writing him a letter. Uh-huh. And I wrote him, and I wrote him about what I'm doing now, where I am, what I'm doing, and also about Jesus. Uh-huh. And he sent word back to me. He didn't write me because he couldn't. His secretary, because he had a business that he did. Is that word back? That's uh, uh, so he his such an old phrase. <laughs> secretary called yeah. me and said that he had made his peace with God. Okay, that's what she called it. So mm-hmm. who am I to say he's not in heaven? So I feel the same way about my dad. Okay, I don't know because. But would you his, be bummed out if he's not there when you get there? Like, 
People you talk see, about, like, I'm the pearly the... gates and, like, uh, oh, you're going to be able to finally see Grandma again and your puppies again. But, yeah, but who knows? That's that. not heaven to you, though, right? But who knows that? Right. But what do you think, though? That, like, what you don't, do you don't, think? yeah, you don't visualize it as, like, a pearly I gates where all your family's that, waiting, right? That's no, not. I think when I get there, uh-huh. I mean, I'd love to think that Chuck is going to be at the gates. Right, of course, yeah. That's good. I really do. But when, what I really think about heaven mm-hmm. is I do want to go. Mm-hmm. Because God is there and mm-hmm. Jesus is there, I do want to go definitely. But I think there's no tears in heaven. Mm-hmm. So if that my father isn't there, I won't remember. It. Right, it's not going to be. There's no bum out factor. Exactly. You're not going to be like, oh, dog. And then I also think sometimes that maybe heaven, heaven is they describe it in church as like no separation from God anymore. Right, right? you're finally together. Right, as a piece. But then also a lot of people talk about it as, like, paradise. Like, oh, all your favorite foods, your favorite thing. So, I, pre- I picture it like eating was good. So right. It to be. So in that aspect, maybe even though on Earth he didn't make it, maybe, like, I guess this is getting kind of in the weeds, but, like, your father's not in heaven, but he'll be in your heaven. Does that make sense? Like, Could be. because having know. him there would be your heaven sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I don't know my dad's history. He never went to church. But you always wish for the best, right? That's all I think people should of do. Is like you would hope he was of there. Course. Right. Okay. Good. Of course. Okay. That's all. Because yeah. you say of course, but some Christians aren't like that, Grandma. Some people say well, no, he doesn't deserve opinion. to be there, sort of thing. So it's nice to hear you say stuff like that, because you know, not you and not our church or not, but Christianity gets a bad rap about being. Oh, it does. Way too strict, which I know sounds dumb because, like, yeah, there has there has to be rules, but you know, sometimes people just take it too far and just say, "Nope, there's zero chance. Nope, he's yeah. not gonna be in heaven. Nope." But see, nope. That's it's just like legal. it's that's, nice that's for you. Becomes legalism. That right, that's true. But it's just nice to hear you say, like, "Of course you." And it's the same thing for a lot of atheists. I'm not an atheist, but uh, when I was an atheist, of course, I always hoped there was a god. I hope there's a place where bad people get punished and. But some atheists, they don't say that. They're like, oh, no, definitely not. I don't even, it's like, oh, well, why would you at least hope that's how it is? Like, well, I do not think so when an acorn, you can put an acorn in the ground and an oak tree comes out of it. I mean. Just the complexity of life that. alone. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, it sometimes. It has to be something bigger Just than the beauty I... and complexity of life alone really makes me believe in creationism. Right. Because how could you not? Yeah, that's crazy to me, too. But that's only as I got older. When I was younger, I was a big atheist. I thought I was the talk of the town. I thought I was the smart guy with all the answers. And now I can't stand atheists because they're a religion now. It's like you're, you've turned yourself into your own thing. Like, it's annoying how now. Like, they, when God spoke, mm-hmm. it came into being. Just yeah. like the acorn. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's crazy anyway, stuff. Story. Yeah. And so you guys moved to California with how many kids? Six. What was that trip like? You got like a big it truck following you with stuff. Jim promised me he would not drink on the way. Uh-huh. And he lasted till Kankakee, Illinois. <laughs> you remember the city exactly? <laughs> how could you forget? What do you do, pull over at a gas station and get a nip or something? No, or? no, no. We went out to dinner and we stayed at the bar. Mm. I took That's crazy. to the room and... But, like, how did all your stuff get here? Do you have a lot of stuff, or did you not have a lot of stuff? We had a... Uh, like a truck following you or something? U-Haul. Oh, U-Haul. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you all so we had every we had just so you just drove we had across lots the of whole country cases but no beds. What kind of trip? What kind of, what kind of time did that take? Was that like a couple? It took seven days. I I was gonna say a couple weeks, but about a week. Yeah. Week long trip. I think it took less than that because we drove day and night and day, and then we stopped. Uh huh. And then day, night, day. And then what? Now, like I want to move to different cities sometimes, but I literally have no idea how it works. So like. When you were driving here, was this house just, you had the key was waiting for you, or did you guys move into an apartment first? Or? No, we, my mother had an apartment. Okay. She had moved here in 15 So you moved in with your mom so first. So we, we went to my mother's. You and Jim, or uh, just you? Jim and I, and okay. the six kids. And she had a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment. How does that work? You all know, sleeping in the living room? There kids coming out of the... Woodwork. Wow. Um, and we were probably there maybe five or eight days. And then. And then she knew a man that went to the went to her church, uh, who had nine kids. They were Mexican and beautiful family, and he said, "I can get you in the project, a city housing project." Right. Which they had, which went according to what money you had what, what city was because I talked to my mom about in, uh, that it was Didn't in um, that? Uh, what city Culver City say? Culver City that's right Culver and then my mom described it as um, Jim didn't want to live I keep he's my grandpa but I'll just call him Jim it's easier yeah. Jim didn't want to live in the projects so they he moved to oh, a nicer no. city no, no, no. or why why not Culver City why not just settle down there why'd you move to Huntington Beach okay wait no <laughs> So uh, Frank Lopez got us into an apartment, uh-huh. a three a three bedroom. Oh wow! Was. Fancy. It's a big apartment. And one bath, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, three bedroom, and it was an upstairs downstairs. Okay, so split level situation. Mm-hmm. But we had to sign a paper when a five bedroom came up, we would take it. Okay. We would move, which in a few months it came up. Okay. Across the street. So we moved our stuff across this. A five-bedroom apartment? Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think they made apartments with that many bedrooms. Yeah. That seems outrageous nowadays. It's not anything like They don't make that nowadays. Beautiful So apartments were like houses back then, right? Yeah. yeah. But it had five bedrooms and a... Wait, so were you in an apartment complex or were you just running a house? It was a complex. That's crazy it to think of a, a five-bedroom apartment. It was I, can't, a, I can't wrap um, my mind around it that. It was like a HUD program. Okay, okay. that makes more sense. Yeah. So it was... Okay. Okay. And they were long buildings, mm-hmm. and there was probably six or eight of them mm-hmm. in a in a building. I forget how many. Right, right, right. that's there. fine. Doesn't matter. Um, and it was very nice and very well kept, beautiful, mm-hmm. well kept. There was rules there. The wash had to be in at night, off the lines. Well, it's like an HOA, right? And uh, the trash barrels had to be put away yeah. the minute they were yeah. picked up. I mean, it was clean. It was. It was. It sounds well nice. Run. Yeah. Well run. Well oiled machine. And it went according to your wages. And uh-huh. of course, he was getting unemployment, like unemployment. Right. Uh, because he had left the job, naturally, to come here. Right. So anyway, he had $50 a month, a month we mm-hmm. got, something like that. And so it was like $25 for the rent kind of thing. Right. I can't remember. Yeah, no, 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 I get you. They would do a percentage of your income was the as we as he got a job, he was only out of work maybe ten days when we got here, and he got a job with the state. So as his wages went up, our rent went up. Okay. And when the rent went up, 
to $100 a month. We could buy a house here for $100 a month. That's insane. Yeah. What did you put down on this house? I think, uh, which my mother put it down because she was going to live with us. So oh, that was okay. her. Our contribution? A contribution kind of thing. What was it, like 20 grand or something? 5,000, that's outrageous. Well, this was only 20,000. That's the outrageous. House. I have no idea how angry that makes me as a millennial that we'll never own yeah, a house in California. Yeah, what was he making a week? But still, the fact that he did it, it doesn't matter what he was making. It doesn't even matter how much the house costs. Just the fact that he did it on one income. That's yes, impossible nowadays. Yes. But Me we, and my wife both work, and we still can't do it. That's the problem with money. do you eat oatmeal every single Friday? <laughs> you see, we went without if we didn't have it. That makes sense. Yeah, we don't do that. You're right about that. So We didn't eat you out. Kinda lived, we didn't eat outlet. You kind of lived poor. Like, you were, you were socially and, like, fun stuff poor, but you were house rich. Right? You had the big house. I guess what you were but you, saying. But you didn't... You didn't get the luxuries right when well, you did later of course but just yeah. why you were doing the house where you didn't get he the expensive made $500 meals and... a month. Mm-hmm. i had to get the lights out of that the gas out of that the water out of that the telephone the car the clothes for the kids mm-hmm. all that you probably made the clothes right no, I didn't make clothes. No, I'm just checking. I did, I did by phone. <laughs> yeah, if you could have. Saved some money, right? So when you guys move in here, you get up to eight kids. That's just chaos, right? This house is just going to be... I mean, not not as you as a mother weren't controlling things, but like that's just a lot of people in one think house. think about it. Dave didn't come until nine months after... Nine years after Lynn. Okay, so you had a big... You had a lot of older kids in the house. So Chuck and Judy and Lisa were gone. Bill was probably gone too. Okay, so you never really had eight at once in the house? Not for a long time. Okay, that makes more sense. I didn't ever thought of that. Chuck Chuck was out of here (laughs) as soon as he graduated because he was married. It's so funny how different my mom tells the story. She makes it sound so chaotic. I mean, I'm sure it was at times, but but, I mean, you had a handle on it. Well, it was chaotic because I babysat too. Oh God, there are more kids in the mix. Yeah. Okay, so. Kids sometimes. So on the scale of favorite kids, where does my mom fall? What is she like? Your fifth favorite, sixth. third, fifth, sixth favorite? <laughs> okay, I won't tell her that. She's number six. Well, number six favorite or number six in line? Like, in line. Okay, no, but like, how close were you to her? So we're trying to get into like my mom's side of it now. So, say my mom's ten. How many kids are in the house when my mom's ten? If oh, you can remember. Gosh. It's okay if you can't remember. Yeah, but, I can't remember. So, like, what was my mom, what was your and my mom's relationship like? when Not as a baby, but, like, as she got older. Like, towards 10, 11, teenage years. Were you guys really close, or was it the same as with I your mom? I don't remember if you could call it close. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because you had other kids, right? She, it wasn't just I like, had other kids, you know. Because, um, like, with your mom, you can get kind of like, why weren't we closer? Yeah, there was just two exactly, of us. But exactly. for her, you didn't really for her, have that she time. Kid, she was one of the kids. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, she was always fun to be with. Always. Yeah. She's always been that way. Yeah. Um, I can't say Lynn was very quiet. Mm-hmm. Lynn didn't ask for much, but your mom was more needy. <laughs> okay, that makes in sense. That, in that sense. Um, and she was more or less her own. I she skipped school for 45 days and I didn't know it. Oh, wow. That sort of thing. Yeah, she told me about that. That's crazy. 
So fast forward a little bit. What was it like when Barry came into her, her life? Do you remember that at all? Yeah. At first, he was he was nice. Right. Uh, he of was, course. He would have been what a minute I mean, if he, he wasn't was nice at first. He was yeah, right. Looking. That's I what mean, she I says. What she he was real handsome. Yeah. I remember I was making a bathing suit for her one time. Mm-hmm. And um, he came to pick her up and take her. And I was finishing the baby's bathing suit so she could go swimming. And he was very nice. And he seemed to be nice to her. Then he turned. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you when it happened or anything, but mm-hmm. they were on Dorianne's circle here mm-hmm. with her friend Greg uh, from high school. And uh, Greg came over and said he is, he wasn't, I can't remember if he was beating her up. Yeah. But he bit her for, he kissed her to, and bit her. Oh, really? The same time. Wow. I, I remember that distinctly. Yeah, because that's what I was going to ask you next the first time. My mom describes it the first time that she hit, he hit her. They were driving, like you said, in the circle next to Greg's yeah. house. Yeah. And he was just like, just wailing on her. Yeah. And I guess she came home to Jim and got a lot of what she needed from him. Like, oh, it's okay. It's not your fault. I don't blah, blah, blah. That. You don't I remember that part? I remember going over and getting her. Oh, okay. And bringing her here and saying, you've got to stop seeing him. Okay. So this you were at that point against Barry, you. right? This is not good. Hmm? So. If you were at that point against Barry, what what was it like when they decided to get married? And oh, they she had moved out and moved into his house, mm-hmm. and they got married. I didn't even know they did. But you were you were you were mad about that? Not or well, mad? How or, can you be mad? Well, like mad. you were disappointed. Like I'm well, disappointed. he beat her, right? You didn't want your wife. You didn't want your daughter to marry a guy that's I was disappointed, her. but I mean, he wasn't beating her at that time, or something. I don't. Remember. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird for me and her too to try to line it up. But the way she describes it is is he hit her young, way before they got married. Yeah, he did. He was cruel. But he, when they... Yeah, that's what she said to a lot more emotional abuse. Okay. I really don't know. Okay, that makes sense. his parents allowed it. Right. I wouldn't have allowed it. Right. So you weren't really big into their relationship. You didn't know a lot about what was going on. And there was one point when she went out and stayed all night. Uh-huh. Somewhere, I don't know where. Uh-huh. And Barry called me in the morning and said, You'll have to take these kids. I have to go to work. Uh-huh. And I don't care if you keep these kids. And he brought Jed and Asia over here and left them all day. Wow. And I thought, I can't take these kids. I mean, Jim would have killed them mm-hmm. because he didn't. I, we, I had a hard enough time with Madison and Jim because mm-hmm. if she got weepy. He was mad because she was crying and he shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crying about. Yeah. You know, get over it. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa was not the guy to cry he to. He was not. I remember he was one t- not a good Yeah, I, uh, one time I cried to him about not wanting to plow the dirt back there or whatever. Things I would pay a million dollars to do again with him. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I hated then. Um, I was crying about how life was so tough. Mm-hmm. Grandpa was the wrong person to do that too, because mm-hmm. I remember I don't remember exactly the story he told, but it was something about one of his best friends dying in his arms, and that was really tough. And I was like, okay, Grandpa, a little extreme, but I get it. But that stuff, kind of stuff does stick with me. Like, like when I'm having a hard time, I'm like, okay, it's not that hard. Like, no one's dying in my arms, sort of thing. When my dad went through the whole in and out of the hospital, were you very involved in that, or were you just kind of on the sidelines for most of it? You still I, did you think about it a lot? Did you think, God, oh, my mom, my my daughter's going through this. This must be hard for her. Did you pray on it, or was it too separated? Prayed from you? on it, you know, but not. Right. 
I'm just kind of separated from you, I right. think. Right. She's separated. Right. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Right. It's just that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, did you ever think, like, I should try to get the kids out of that situation? Or No, I didn't. No? That's crazy. I hate to say that. But. No, yeah, I mean that's totally normal. I'm like, I don't not like I would have interjected or anything. A lot of people wouldn't. People like to say they would. If it was yeah. me, I would have pulled those kids right. I was like, okay, sure you would have. Like no, I, you never. I didn't. I didn't. So you, there is a a, a I mean, scotia of regret there that you could have maybe intervened before that got have, bad. Yes, yeah, very yeah. much so. Uh, but it was like me when I got married. I didn't expect anybody to rescue me. Right. That's how my mom describes it, too. It's like, she she didn't know that that wasn't, I mean, normal, really. I mean, she didn't know what marriage was supposed to be. Exactly. I thought I did. Because he didn't hit her every night, but he controlled her a lot. Like, a lot of yeah. mental oh, stuff. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's worse than hitting. Well, also, it's yeah. less, it's less um, drastic. It's more like, oh, maybe this is just how it is. Like, you can think, oh, maybe that's just how husbands are. I don't know. That's right. I mean, That kind knows. of stuff is wild to me. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's that's wild to me even with what I lived with right oh I did want to touch on that a little bit too so um, grandpa's an alcoholic that must have sucked right did, yeah. did he ever did he ever hit you ever strike you <laughs> I mean yeah the one big incident he came home well I had learned long ago I was we were still in the little house because uh-huh. we when we got married we moved in with his mother and dad we were there, Chuck was born, and I think I was pregnant with Judy, and I said, I need to be in my own house. Yeah. I'm done yeah. here, you know. Right. And his mother was really good to me, but it still wasn't mine, you know. Right. And at the time, there were no apartments. Kids didn't move into apartments. They right. stayed with their parents, they went to college, if they went to college, yeah. or they got married. Right, and so then, then they got a house. And they moved. Right. But there was no apartments that kids moved to from home, like right. like Allie's going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that. Anyway, um, where Jim worked, he worked in a grocery store. And there was a huge, huge upstairs, big, like, attic kind of thing. And uh, so the guy decided to put three apartments up there, uh-huh. which he did. And we moved to that apartment. Uh-huh. And that was that was great. In the fact that I had my own house, Privacy. mine, yeah. but um, he got—he was not very nice mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, he spanked Lisa when she was like three months old oh, wow. because she was crying. Um, <laughs> wow! One—that's just one of the things I'll tell you. Um, so <laughs> then, in the meantime, we were in this apartment. Uh, we decided to build a house. Uh-huh. And we built it between his mother's and father's house and his brother's house. So I was between the in-laws. Um, anyway, we built the house. And by this time, we built that in 52 or 53, something like that. Chuck and Judy. Judy was two and Chuck was three. And um, I had trained myself to go to bed and go to sleep because I couldn't get up in the morning if I was sitting up half the night with him. Right. So I would go to bed and go to sleep. And so this one night he comes home and he whacked me on the back and he said, I'm drunk, what are you going to do about it? I came out of that bed. 
and I chased him into the living room. <laughs> and he took a swing at me. And I don't know what I must have done, but I doubled my fist up and I hit him right here. And he went down on all fours. And right in the chest. Oh, I took the wind out of him. Oh, wow. And he went down on all fours. Well, he's also a drunk guy. He's and he got up easy. and he said, well, I guess that's enough of that. He <laughs> never touched me. <laughs> so he didn't necessarily hit you, but he swung at you. No. Okay. Now, like, going back to the whole, like, um, uh, abuse of the children, uh, what did you feel about that growing or when the I kids were being really raised? I had a time uh, with it because he was, he, he controlled the table. He was just angry, right? Like, there's a difference an between man. spanking your kid to learn, for them angry. to learn a lesson and spanking them to make yourself feel better. And that's what he was, right? He was right. He spanked him when taking he was his anger out on children. If they did anything, they <laughs> could, we couldn't talk at the table. So it was a lot of controlling. Uh, very controlling, yeah, in a lot of ways. And now there was good times too. So I no. don't want you to get a bad well, picture, Grandpa. But yeah, you know, that's also a theme of this interview too. Because like when I was younger, and I thought about my mom getting beat by my dad, in my small. She got it. She and Bob mm-hmm. got it the first. Chuck no, I mean by. Really I mean by uh, her husband, by Barry, by my oh. dad. Like, when I was a kid and I thought of that, in my head, she's getting beat every night before bed or whatever. Like, yeah. and But then the way she tells it, it's not so much. And that's what I think people don't realize is when you tell stories about him abusing his children, it wasn't every second of the day. No. No. <laughs> he wasn't some monster. Like, And maybe at times he felt like that, but he wasn't doing it constantly yeah. or even daily. No, Bob got it really bad. Right. My mom said there's three that got it bad. Her, Bob, and maybe Chuck. another one. Chuck. Well, Chuck got it because the was, drunkenness. Right. He, really. He was there for the yeah. drunk. And dad. Jim was funny. And not funny, ha huh? Funny. <laughs> I got you. Um, we would go to his mother's for dinner for Christmas. And the whole family would come. And there was Sparky and Leslie and Carolyn were the three oldest with Chuck's age. Mm-hmm. They were all the same. And they, those three, honestly, sat on the couch and broke her couch, broke the back away from the floor, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Chuck got spanked for it because Jim wanted to show his brothers what they should have done with his kids. Oh, that was his, his... Right, and then my mom... That's what I'm talking about. Right, and then my mom talks that. about how, like, she had to watch a lot of it as a, like, this, is, this could be you sort of thing. Yeah. And Bob got it terribly bad, and I always thought it was because Bob pointed out bad things at Jim. Right, he had a way of pushing his buttons, which I'm good at, too. I know what you mean. So, did you, you have any regret on that? Never, I mean, I don't think you could have, but do you ever think you could have been like, hey, I don't want to raise my kids this way, I don't want to hit them all the time. I wished I had, but I didn't quite have the nerve to do it. Or you might have gotten beat up yourself, or who knows. This is what I tell people who got divorced, and they they say to me, and because I had eight kids, I didn't get divorced, and I lived with an alcoholic, and I didn't divorce him, and they look at me like, why not? Gosh, I wish I'd have been like you, and I said, I say no, uh-huh. because there were times I should have gotten a divorce. Okay. There were times. That's interesting. I never. I was concerned that. about me for the kids and my mother. Right. And just wanna, the whole family dynamic. My mother, the rest of my life either. So. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense too. It's almost convenience for you having a partner even if he hits the kids sometimes he's still helping pay the bills right he's paying the bills and he's, he's paying the money home and yeah and so um 
where were you? Like, if he's beating Bill in the room, like, are you down the hall crying or? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because if I stepped in, he beat him harder. Right. So no if need to I put yourself in a situation. It, it would be over with quicker. Faster. Wow, that's wild. But, but Bob had to go through it. I remember one night, and it was after Bob. He was on a motorcycle on the back of it with another guy, and they were smoking pot. And the police were right behind him. And he saw the police, so he threw the pot in the meadow or whatever. Uh -huh. And, of course, got stopped. Uh -huh. And we got called. <laughs> thrust and we were supposed to be going to New York. And, of course, if you interfered with Jim going anywhere that he had planned... That was not a good thing. Oh, if you derailed his plans? And he ruined his plans. That's kind of funny because I'm like that too. Not in the extreme, but if I have something really planned out and it doesn't go according to plan, it really can devastate me sometimes, which I've been trying to get better at. I try not yeah. to do that anymore, yeah. but yeah. that's funny that he was that way too. Yeah, but he was that way. So he ruined his and, trip to New York? And he ruined the trip and all. So he, would, he took him in my bedroom and he pounded me was would you say that was maybe the worst beating? It was probably the worst time I ever... Because I always hear a two-by-four was involved, and that was the worst beating, but well, I don't know if that's true. Hmm? My mom would say that like he hit him with like a, a piece of wood, like a two-by-four. Well, by that four. time he did that, Lisa went in and took the wood and broke it into him, and said, if you ever do it again, I'll hit you with wood. Yeah, that's always described to me as like the worst time he got beaten. Yeah. This is bad. That's that, too. Wow, that's crazy. So, like... Man, what was like... But you know, uh, it was funny, not funny, haha -ha again, but <laughs> I don't know why I used the word funny, but... No, um, funny can mean, I get you, it doesn't just mean... Um, but years later, Bob wrote him a beautiful letter about forgiving him. Yeah, that's awesome that he was able to do that. Well, again, I mean, he was a product of circumstances, but he yeah. also made choices, which I get... Um, so it's like a double-edged sword, I guess. very bad choices. Yeah, obviously. And I don't think he really wanted to be married. Okay. I don't think he was... Oh, really? I really don't think he was marriage material. This is between you and me. Let's go on. I hope it's <laughs> between you? No, no, I, I mean, that kind of stuff is not stuff you want your kids to hear about, but it's honesty. Yeah. I love it. I mean, that's yeah. crazy to think... Yeah. The, so like your guys' marriage and maybe maybe more marriages back then was almost more like a a job or like a convenience. Well, not even just that it was convenient. It was like uh, okay, I can't think of the word. Yeah, convenient, and it was it worked. But you didn't. You weren't in it for love. That's what I'm. That's I guess what I'm saying. Like you weren't like oh my gosh, she was the love of my life. Like yeah. like a lot of kids. I mean, <laughs> me even. I guess try to pretend that's what it is. It's all love. Yeah. I think he would have said it was. Well, right, and and it was at, uh, to and some degree. To yeah, I'm sure yeah. you had love for him, but yeah. yeah, that's crazy. But you stuck it out for the kids and for the the appearances, right? You don't want to be a divorcee at your mom's house, like you said. I didn't know what I do. I had no <laughs> right. idea. What would I do with six, seven, eight kids? Oh, and then real quick, the thing. So he was found with pot on his motorcycle. Well, have you done any drugs at all ever? Mm -hmm. Not a one. Drugs were in. It was drinking. But you, but you, you did you drink a lot, or you never really like got I into that either. I never drink a lot. You didn't really I like it. Three and I was done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I was wasted. But no, yeah, there was 
You have any young wasted stories uh, that ended up on the back of a motorcycle somewhere or anything like that? Not me. No, no, no uh, I didn't do stuff like that. That's a bummer. But we had a cabin. <laughs> no, we that's... had a cabin up in the woods. Yeah. And we'd go up for the weekend and leave the kids with his mother. I guess what I'm saying is what, were you ever wild at all? What's the... What would be wild? I mean, what's the least Christian thing you've ever done? <laughs> oh, that was... <laughs> Probably the night before I graduated, I got loaded. Oh, uh, really drunk. Very loaded. Yeah. He was tending bar, and I didn't even see him. <laughs> Just um, got wasted. But I do remember, I was with his brother, Harley, and we went to Ilium, New York, and, and uh, with Joni Whiting was there. Friend, my friends. Yeah, we were all group drinking. of friends. We were all drinking. Oh, yeah, everybody and did. And we were going to graduate high school, and... We just we could always do one last hurrah before graduation. Yeah, that's cool. Trying to think of a third or twenty something wasted grandma. I really try to wrap my brain around that because that's something I think people forget about a lot too. Is everybody was the age you you are, or everybody was at one time the age you are now, Mm -hmm. and that's it's hard to grasp to think of you as a twenty year old is weird. Yeah. Did you get you got that from your grandparents and parents too, right? Like you can never think of your dad as a twenty year old. Like it's weird right. to think about. Well, like he was a wild. Cause, oh, my yeah. father was very wild. Yeah, so that's so weird to think that you had all those experiences too. You drank and right, right. like you weren't right. pure as the driven snow. <laughs> no, I was not pure. Yeah, well, nobody is, I guess. But, but sometimes you get that picture of a grandma or a Well, yeah, because mom. you don't go through life. I had, I, in fact, I took care of two kids whose dad told me it. He's the one that got Judy her first job. He was an awfully nice man, and uh, I loved his wife also. But he said, I don't tell my kids anything I ever did. I don't want them to survive <laughs> that. And I would, I would say, this is life. Yeah. Why don't I mean right. I don't just go out there and say, Listen, now you're this. Right. And tell but you if they ask you know. I didn't do that. But, if, but as you as they get older, I mean you've got to I'm telling you so you won't do what I did. Yeah, no, it's good learning experience for sure. I mean, how are you gonna know if I tell you I was a saint all through high school? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I always wonder. Because, uh, I mean growing up growing see, up that's you were what the my mother did to me. Uh huh. Because she told me... She was almost fake to you? She Almost fake, yeah. yeah. She told me of a time when she and another girl, they were walking, and they lived on this end of town, and the high school was over here. It was probably a three-mile walk. And uh, they walked to school in the morning, and they walked home at noon, and they walked back to the school and back at home at night. Uh, So that's a lot of miles Uh in there. Maybe maybe it was on... um, Half a mile or whatever, yeah. But it was a long ways anyway. Uh-huh. Um, and she told about being out walking one Saturday with these friends. And some guys came along and said, you want to ride? And they said, sure. And they got in the back seat of the car. <laughs> and there was liquor back there. Oh, a man. bottle of whiskey. Yeah. And uh, she said, oh, she said, I took that bottle and threw it right out the window. And I thought, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I bet you did. You know. But right into your gullet. I want you to know what I did that, and it didn't, it was not a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. So that you can say, gee, Grandma did that and said it wasn't very nice, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know. Right, yeah. I mean, I said I was a saint and I threw that out the window. Then you got to live <laughs> up to that. Right, living up to a saint. 
But I mean, yeah. but growing up, you were the most saintly person I knew. Like I, I mean, maybe it's because of religion, but you just always seemed so saintly. So like you think you have this picture of grandma. She's perfect. She just never yeah. bad. She didn't do all that bad perfect. stuff. But I was never. It's crazy. I have never been perfect. But after I got into scripture and saw what I could be, uh-huh. I have changed, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I still like a margarita. <laughs> Everybody I likes that warm, fuzzy feeling, right? Now and then. I do. You like that warm, fuzzy I feeling? I yeah, that's it. cool. But, um, but I don't ever want to do the things I did do. Right. I really, right. I really wouldn't want to. That's the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. If you like the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a review. Tune in next week for my interview with Rob. He is my boss's boss's boss. Thanks again for listening, and be kind to each other.